Today's episode of the Fantasy Football Podcast is brought to you by State Farm. When you need a game plan for protection, State Farm agents are here to help. With personalized service, agents are available to talk in person, over text, or through the State Farm app. So go with the one with coverage and agents you can count on. Find an agent in your neighborhood today. State Farm. Talk to an agent today. Podcast on the Ringer NFL Show on the Ringer Podcast Network. My name is Danny Heifetz, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host and my co-Danny, the hero we need and the analyst we deserve, the Dark Knight himself, Danny Kelly. <laughs> How are you doing, DK? Uh, that was the best always that you've ever done. So let's keep doing that exact thing going forward. Um, I'm doing excellent, though. How are you doing? Uh, was your Christmas break pretty good? Oh, well, there was no break, but holidays are great. Right, right. Everything's great. Yeah. How are you? How's Calvin? That was that's really what I care about. How's Calvin's first Christmas? Calvin's good. It was a it was his first Christmas. That was really fun. Uh, he got a bunch of bath toys, so he's gonna have a lot of fun baths in his future. Like rubber duckies. Yeah, that kind of stuff. They they make really cool bath like things that light up and and do all kinds of crazy shit in the bath. Now it's it's way it's it's a big step up from when we were kids. Wow. Craig, how are you doing? Do you have any light-up toys? I do not. I have a question for you, though, Heifetz. I, are you ordained by chance? Ordained, like, as, like, to marry people? Yeah. Can you officiate weddings legally? I mean, I can be. Are you, are you want me to officiate your wedding? I just, I, I was just listening to you intro this show, and I think you'd be a great uh, person to officiate a wedding. I could just imagine you yelling, like, <laughs> I now pronounce you Mr. <laughs> and Mrs. Taylor! <laughs> <laughs> Right before getting into a really long argument with the groom about some really small minutia about something or other. You know what, Craig? Maybe I will get ordained. <laughs> Could I do that instead of growing the Gardner Minshew mustache? Because I really don't want to. Oh, do that's that. a great idea. No, I want the mustache. <laughs> we'll discuss this later. All right, we're going to run through a bunch of players we like in their matchups this week. We're going to break down our FanDuel lineup of the week at the end. But first, we're going to run through some categories. Some DFS players we're liking on FanDuel. This is week 17, so unless you are... Somehow still doing your season-long fantasy football, in which case your commissioner has messed up. <laughs> DFS is the only way you're probably doing fantasy this week, so you can make some meaning out of the last week of football because for most teams it's, you know, meaningless, which is a whole argument in of itself that we had earlier. <laughs> uh, but first, let's go into some weekly categories. DK, first up, go big. Who is an expensive player you think is worth the money? Week 17. So... First off, we have to just just discuss that if we if we don't know teams are sitting players, we're just going to kind of go ahead and assume teams are going to play their star players. And so uh, I'm just going to use that little caveat before we get into these guys. But one running back I really like this week, Aaron Jones against the Lions, the Lions dreadful uh, defense. He is eight grand on FanDuel this week. Detroit is 28th against the run per FanDuel scoring and. For Aaron Jones, to me, it's just I'm riding this ludicrous touchdown rate as long as I can this season. Um, he's, like we've talked about many times on this podcast, he's scoring touchdowns at just a outrageous rate. And for whatever reason, he just has a, a nose for the end zone. Last week, 23 rushes, under 50, 
four yards, two touchdowns, 27 points against what was it we thought was a pretty good Minnesota defense. Um, this week against Detroit, I think he could go off again. So really like Aaron Jones in this matchup just based on, you know, riding his outlier performance as long as we can, I think. And, and past that, I'm going to Julio Jones of the Falcons at Tampa Bay, 8,500. Dude has 35 targets in the last two games. 35. Um, that's a lot of targets. That's a lot of targets. He's the only show in town pretty much for the Falcons right now with Calvin Ridley on the IR to end the season. Um, Tampa Bay's defense has improved, I think, of late, especially their secondary, but they are still 32nd um, to opposing receivers this season. So, you know, that's a good matchup. And then finally, my third one, and I'm kind of cheating by going with three guys here, but I like Tyler Higby of the Rams going up against Arizona. And again, we're just riding this terrible Arizona tight end defense. They just cannot <laughs> defend tight ends this season. Uh, Higby is 6,900. It's, it's, uh, he's had four straight 100-yard games, which is completely unheard of. In fact, per Matthew Berry's love-hate column this week, since week 13, Higby ranks in the top three among all players, not tight ends, all players, in receptions, yards, targets, and red zone targets. So he's absolutely going off. And I'm going to keep riding that. So those are the three guys I kind of penciled in for my go big guys this week. Yeah, you, you chose three guys, so I'm just going to ride your coattails. Uh, <laughs> I, the Aaron Jones pick makes sense to me because Jamal Williams, the I don't even want to call him backup running back, kind of change of pace guy there in Green Bay, has not practiced this week. Doesn't seem like he's going to play. Probably going to keep him healthy for the playoffs. So Aaron Jones... It's probably going to get a lot of their work when they're playing for home field by. And then also from that Matthew Barry column, something that gobsmacked me. I'm not even 100% sure what gobsmacked means, <laughs> gobsmacked. but I, my, my gob was smacked yeah. when I read the following sentence from Matthew Barry. Quote, not Tony Gonzalez, not Antonio Gates, not Gronk, but Tyler Higby is the first tight end in NFL history to have four straight seven catch 100 yard games. Wow. That blew what? my goddamn doors off. <laughs> That's hard to believe. That's crazy. Yeah, I know it's hard to believe. Is your gob not smacked? OJ Howard hasn't done that? <laughs> no! <laughs> God, damn it. God damn it. Wait, Jacob Hollister hasn't done that? All right, moving on. Craig, do you have someone you're going back? I can't believe you just took Craig's joke. That was damn. <laughs> all right, all right. So the person I'm picking is, is a contentious player for our discussion because I'm going with Christian McCaffrey, who's the most expensive running back on FanDuel. He's $11,000. Now... Christian McCaffrey is very close to breaking a lot of records. Um, I guess one big one, he's very close to becoming the third player ever to have 1,000 rushing yards and receiving yards in the same season. Now, some people think, now this is DK's opinion, <laughs> what's the point of playing Christian McCaffrey this week? And Danny Heifetz and I would say he has every reason to play. He could break a lot of records. I believe he's like 216 yards away from the uh, all-purpose yards record, right? Or Chris Johnson's record? Are we just doing this argument correct? again? Are we just going to have yeah, this? Yeah, we're just doing it now. All right, we have to have cover it. <laughs> I think you should 100% play Christian McCaffrey because I think they're going to feed him the ball like crazy, and I think it's the right move from a coaching standpoint to feed him the ball like crazy. He's worked his ass off this entire season to break a record like this, and now that he's so close to doing it, I think you have to do it, and that's why I'm playing him. He had 15 catches last week. He's probably going to have 20 on Sunday. <laughs> I am all for Christian McCaffrey playing this week. I'm all for all that. I don't understand why Panthers offensive coordinator Scott Turner is like, we're going to try to get Christian McCaffrey the ball, quote, in as many ways as we can. 
He should be saying that secretly, not publicly. Yeah, they, th- that should secretly be their goal. I'm confused why they're like, yeah, no, we're going to force feed him so he can get this record. I'm a little confused why they would just tell the Saints, like, yeah, no, no. I mean, I guess they already know that they're going to give him the ball wherever, but it's odd that they were like, yeah, no, we would just want him to get this record. In a way that Let's I respect- Let's give DK a platform here. I want to hear DK's opinion on this. So I concede that I think it makes sense if a team wants to play a guy- when he has a shot at like a pretty high profile record like this, like if it's some obscure, stupid record, like who cares? I think we were arguing about this earlier off offline. And my stance was that if I'm a fan of a team with a superstar player and we were talking about McCaffrey, but any superstar player, say like Saquon Barkley or whatever, and it's this week 17 game, it's a meaningless game. I'd think it's dumb to slam your superstar player into the into the defense like 30 plus times in a meaningless week 17 game. I think long term, I would rather have my team like play the backups, see what they got with the backups. You know what you have in a guy like say Barkley. And you don't have to worry about him suffering a serious injury and then missing a huge chunk of next season. So that was my argument. It's less that it's less like the specific McCaffrey example where he's chasing a record and more just like my philosophy on what meaningless Week 17 games mean and what players, what teams should do with their star players in those games. Um, so that's just, that's my take is that if I'm a fan of one of those teams, I'm in support of sitting your star players and just, you know, getting them healthy for next year because at this point it just doesn't matter. Yeah, I mean, I I think your point makes sense, but I... What Heifetz so uh, beautifully worded in our Slack <laughs> was just about kind of um, hold on I want to I want to find it I, I'd love to read it Can I read what you said in Slack Wow I'm honored yeah, it's really sure. well written. I'm glad that my best writing is on a private channel It <laughs> <laughs> said uh, What gets guys out of bed at 5 a.m. every day to push their bodies to the limit and force feed themselves to gain weight and sculpt their bodies by breaking it down, do hyperbaric chambers and track sleep cycles and pop painkillers to play through injuries? All the work that gets put in is for 16 games. To do what these guys do, game day is a borderline religious experience. To say that a game day isn't worth it because you could get hurt or the outcome doesn't matter misses the mark on why these guys get out of bed in the morning. Christian McCaffrey, 11,000 bucks. Let's do it. (laughs) Love it. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna respond to that. If they're if the caveat, if they have incentives in their, if they have incentives in their contract for playing time or whatever, you know, specific statistical benchmarks, then go for it. Because no, ultimately, no, 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 no. I no, DK. I could not disagree with you more. Oh my god, because it has nothing to do with the record and it has nothing to do with the benchmarks. It's the opposite. I'm making the opposite point. Okay. Let's say McCaffrey has nothing to do with this record. I do not give less of a shit about this record. I'm saying that Saquon's a little different because Saquon did have an injury this year. As far as we know, Christian McCaffrey is fine. I know no one's a hundred percent healthy, but Christian McCaffrey does not seem to be dealing with an injury right now. So we're talking about healthy players, healthy star players who want to play in week 17 who are out of the playoffs. They have to play like you. Not that they have to play. Let me take that back. They want to play and you want them to want to play. I understand, as you said, like, oh, well, maybe it doesn't make sense to get McCaffrey the ball 40 times or whatever. And there is something very important about wanting to see certain guys you haven't seen this season. That's very real. Having said that, I don't think benching McCaffrey makes sense. I don't think benching Saquon makes sense. I don't think benching your stars who want to play makes sense because they want to play. It has nothing to do with the numbers. It's everything about you need a culture of people who, when given the option to play football or not, want to play football. Like, that is the most essential part of a football team. 
yeah, okay, but I, I still completely disagree. Like if That's if I'm so if I'm the fan if I'm a fan of that team, I would way rather have that player healthy next year rather than have him tear his ACL in a meaningless Week 17 game. That's all I'm saying. But imagine like but going my to argument the game. Is, if a team is that if a team play. is out of the playoffs starting from Week 12 on, do you bench your guys for the last five weeks? That's yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, but that's that's a different thing. That's it's one game to end the season, which is essentially like a. a, It's these are exhibition games for a lot of teams at this point. I mean, to your point, the only difference between benching for one game and five games is you're way more likely to get hurt in five games. So why play the other four and then bench for the final? (laughs) That doesn't make you know. I'm that's the serious question by your logic. Like five games, you should just shut everyone down. Well, uh, first of all, I'm not actually totally against that. If you want to find out what you got in like some of your lower level players, like th- this is to me what the Panthers should have done with a lot of their players throughout the season. That's why they ended up going with Will Greer. That's it's there's there's fact finding things going into next season. I don't. I'm not necessarily saying you need to bench a guy for the final month of the season because then you could just make an argument like you could you can just keep going with that. Like, oh, we're going to be bad this year. Just don't play your start player ever. Um, and that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying this is one game left absolutely meaningless and this is we're completely in the weeds at this point but i'm not coming off that i i really believe that um teams especially at a running a position where running back like running back who you know can so easily get injured like slamming him into the defense 30 40 times in in a final week week 17 game is is dumb so that's what i'm saying i'm sticking with that this is like a tectonic disagreement we have i'm actually very interested in this but let's move on we've spent too long on this. that's a podcast episode for a different day that's an off-season pod yeah we'll just yell at each other that would be great um (laughs) going home it's not really worth going home like you know those are the guys we're big on aaron jones julio jones tyler higby um mccaffrey but going home it's a little different this week because really this is just reading us reading the tea leaves and who we think is going to get benched Obviously, the Ravens already announced they're benching their guys. So newsflash, don't play Lamar Jackson or Mark Ingram or Mark Andrews. You know, breaking news. The the real tea leaf reading is that there are certain coaches who are like not going to start players or going to start players, but not going to let those guys finish the game. So here's our reading of how those games are going to go. DeAndre Hopkins and the rest of the Houston Texans, including Deshaun Watson. If they start, seems like they will not finish for the simple reason. If the Chiefs win at the one o'clock Eastern game, then the Texans are locked into the four seed for the 425 Easterns game. They're playing at 425. So unless the Chiefs lose to the Chargers, Houston has nothing to play for. Uh, Bill, like Vegas thinks that they're going to not have their starters finish the game. So this line opened as a pick Now the Titans are favored minus three and a half. I don't understand why Texans would let um, Watson and DeAndre Hopkins finish this game. The other one similar to that is the Vikings. The Vikings actually are already locked into the number six seed. Mike Zimmer, who's their head coach, told reporters on Tuesday about resting players, quote, I haven't really decided yet. I don't know the answer to that yet. That was Tuesday. It's one of those things where it's like indecisions, like kind of a decision. Like if you're saying you don't know, like you're probably not going to have your players play the whole game. Like for contrast, here's someone who's actually not going to bench their players. Like Saints head coach Sean Payton of the New Orleans Saints was asked if he would bench his starters. And he said, quote, no, 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 no. Absolutely no. <laughs> that's what benching your starters, like that's what you're not benching your starters. That's what that sounds like. So when Mike Zimmer's like, oh, I haven't really decided yet, I think he's not going to play his starters. So out on the Vikings, out on the Texans, similarly, actually, the Vikings are playing the Bears and even the Bears, who are obviously not in the playoffs, probably also not going to have their starters finish because Matt Nagy was basically like, well, if the Vikings backups are in, that means we could get our backups reps against their backups and test, as DK was saying, about depth. Matt Nagy was saying, quote, if there is somebody we can get a chance to see, 
we want to be able to do that. So I feel like the Bears are also going to put their backups in at some so point. So does that out, does that make you outraged? Are you just pissed off at Nat, Nat, Matt Nagy for this? No, because the Bears don't have any good players other than Allen Robinson. <laughs> so it's fine. That's not keep like moving those goalposts, Danny. Good work. Get out of here. First of, get out of here. All right, let's go. Keep going. Keep going. Um. Yeah, so the Vikings and Bears probably going to have their guys start, but not finish, it seems. Texans are probably in the same boat if they start at all. Bills also in this boat. Sean McDermott was kind of the most transparent of everyone, saying, quote, we're planning to play majority of our guys this Sunday, including Josh Allen. Where we're trying to go, we feel like this is the right thing for this team this year in this situation. We'll be smart with that, but it's important to get working fundamentally in terms of execution so we can stay as sharp as we can be. It's a delicate balance to remaining sharp and keeping our edge and also working to continue to get better. So basically what I think what that means is they're going to start. He's going to, they're going to try to get a few good drives out of the Bills and probably pull those guys at halftime or so, but probably yeah. not seeing Josh Allen in the fourth quarter, especially with his physical running style. So I wouldn't get anyone from the Texans, Vikings, Bears, Bills, even though it's not as cut and dry as they're going to play. They're probably going to get pulled as soon as their coaches are like, all right, good drive. That's my interpretation. But it's yeah. also not yeah. night and day enough that we can recommend any of their backups. Yeah, I think you nailed it. I mean, I think that's absolutely true in the sense that when you're when we're, when you're plugging like DFS guys into your lineup, like you want as much volume and as much playing time as possible. And these, it's just too big of a risk for a lot of these guys for me. Exactly. Now, there's one. There's one glaring exception to this. <laughs> Galaxy Brain Play of the Week. Galaxy Brain Play of the Year. Of the Year. Robert Griffin the Third, baby. <laughs> Give me. RG3 against the Steelers starting in week 17. I could not be more excited for this. The only <laughs> things I care about this week are Robert Griffin III and Marshall Lynch both returning. Yes. Because it's 2012 all over again. It's the only thing I give a shit about. Like, Man, sorry, yeah. that's a crude way to say it. But RG3 said, quote, this game's not about me. It's about the team. I disagree. This game is about RG3. He's 29 years old, which blew my mind. He's still in his 20s. He's not He's 30? The, oh, my God. I know, right? He's the 26th wow. most expensive quarterback on this slate. There's only 30 because we're cutting out Sunday Night Football. 26 out of 30. I think he's going to have a top 10 day. Maybe top five. It needs to be, you know, in case everyone forgot, Lamar Jackson just had the most fantasy points for a quarterback ever, like through 16 weeks. Yeah. Ever. If RG3 is two-thirds of Lamar Jackson in this game, that's so worth it. <laughs> and I, I just, I can't, oh my God, dude. I just want to see RG3 in this offense. Also, I also like Gus, because Mark Ingram's not going to play. I like Gus Edwards, who's outside the top 20. I also like Justin Justice Hill, their third stringer, who's outside the top 35. Like, love Edwards and Hill, but give me RG3 20 times out of 10. I'm going to do a write-in for my Galaxy Brain Play of the Week this week. And Danny, you're going to hate me for this. I'm going Trace McSorley. Is that oh, solely yeah. to spite me? Are you solely doing this to make me upset? <laughs> uh, per, uh, let's see here, per John Harbaugh. <laughs> Who are you going to purr about Trace McSorley? Per John Harbaugh, Trace McSorley could play this week in addition to Robert Griffin III. I'm going to say Trace McSorley, he's fast as shit, man. He's a good runner, and they're going to do all that, that option stuff with him. Run for three touchdowns. This absolutely breaks my heart. <laughs> I am devastated. Okay, but for real though, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with a different guy. Oh, I, I'm definitely writing in Trace McSorley because it's fun, and I can't wait to see what happens there. 
but I'm going with Jared Goff of the Rams. <laughs> going up against Arizona, 7,900. Uh, it's not like a mega galaxy brain because obviously Goff has posted points this season at times. But generally speaking, we're not huge fans of Goff on this podcast. Generally speaking, one might say he sucks. Uh, one <laughs> might say in reference oh to God. the Rams offense, their shit is whack. However, <laughs> going up against the Cardinals... <laughs> Cardinals defense, dead last against opposing quarterbacks. Goff's attempts in the last four games, 171 attempts in the last four games, second only to Carson Wentz. 46, 51, 31, and 43 passes in each of the last four games. His 1,324 yards passing in the last four games were second only to James Winston. Bottom line, would it surprise you at all if this was his random five-touchdown week? No, Cardinals defense is awful. Yeah. So that's my galaxy brain. Other, <laughs> you know, despite the fact that we don't really love Goff, uh, I think this could be a good week to bet on him. I mean, yeah, you're right. it's like a solar system, solar system play of the week. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, Goff, bless his heart. Craig, well, actually, his heart doesn't need to be blessed. He's $120 million or whatever. He's, he's fine. <laughs> his heart's plenty blessed. Craig, do you have a galaxy brain? Do you have a galaxy brain of the week here? I do. So in 2018, in week 17, the Bucks and Falcons happened to play as well in Tampa Bay, just like this year. And in that game, the Falcons were playing for the same record. The Bucks were playing for a little bit of a worse record, but it was a shootout. There was 900 yards of offense. Matt Ryan <laughs> threw for 378 and two touchdowns. Jameis threw for 345 and four touchdowns. Mike Evans had two touchdowns. Chris Godwin had two touchdowns. It was like Oprah handing out touchdowns to everybody. <laughs> So this is what I'm saying. My Galaxy Brain Play of the Week is to, to comprise your FanDuel roster of only Buccaneers and Falcons. <laughs> play it like it's a single game slate. Oh, my God. I really think it could work, and I have done it, and I am capable of doing it. And the rest of my players <laughs> for these categories will be Falcons and Bucks as we do it. <laughs> You're stacking the Bucks and Falcons. <laughs> this is great. I'm, I'm really into this. Wow. They're playing at one o'clock Eastern. I want everybody on the Bucks and Falcons. That's <laughs> that's a galaxy brain. Love it. I love it. I'm gonna play that lineup. We'll see how it does. <laughs> Good. Let us know. Before we move on, let's take a quick break. January is almost here. Oh my God, January is almost here, and that means January sports are here. The pro football playoffs are kicking off. The college football season is wrapping up, and the NBA is getting into full swing. And if you are as excited as we are about the best sports months of the year, then you'll want to make sure you enjoy all of the action on FanDuel Sportsbook. FanDuel Sportsbook is America's biggest online sportsbook for a reason. They've got all the bets you could want. They've got a great, easy-to-use app. And once you win, they get you your cash fast. And if you've been holding out on trying FanDuel Sportsbook, then now is the time because right now, FanDuel Sportsbook is giving new users a free $50 bet just for signing up. What upcoming game would you use your free bet on, and how would you bet it? Craig, what are you, what are you trying to bet here, Craig? Jameis Winston, Matt Ryan, <laughs> 10 total touchdowns. <laughs> is it like net with picks or just, just touchdowns? Oh, net with picks is fun. Maybe you could do that. Positive or negative? Well, you can do whatever. This free $50 bet is only available for a limited time, so don't wait to get your piece of the action. Download the FanDuel Sportsbook app on iOS or visit FanDuel.com slash Android and be sure to sign up with the promo code RINGERNFL to get your free $50 bet. That's FanDuel Sportsbook promo code RINGERNFL. Got to be 21 plus years old, present in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and Indiana. 
The free bet is issued as non-withdrawable site credit and expires seven days after receipt. $10 minimum deposit required to withdraw any winnings. Terms apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. While we're here, let's also take a quick break to talk about Pepsi. Pepsi takes all NFL celebrations to the next level. Whether it's a Hail Mary touchdown, a defensive stop on the goal line, or a Super Bowl win, when it is time to celebrate, it is time to crack open a Pepsi. Super Bowl wins, fantasy football championship wins, whatever it is. Did Lamar Jackson carry you on his back to your fantasy football title? Then let him put it you down, because he's resting this week. But then crack open a Pepsi. Did you draft Leonard Fournette, our guy Lenny Forns, and see him rack up yardage but unable to crack through the goal line? It's okay. Still a top dead running back. Celebrate by cracking open a Pepsi. Did Christian McCaffrey lull your opponents to sleep by rocking them in his gigantic, freakishly large arms? Then crack open a gigantic Pepsi and celebrate. Did you chug the Kool-Aid on Chris Godwin and then bask in glory when he became the number two receiver in fantasy football? Then celebrate by chugging a Pepsi. Did you draft David Johnson or Odell Beckham? I'm sorry, that sucks. It's okay though, because the year's almost over. So celebrate the year you drafted David Johnson or Odell Beckham is almost over. Celebrate with a Pepsi. Are the New York Giants going to fire general manager Dave Gettleman, setting your franchise free after calling through a sewer like Andy Dufresne at the end of Shawshank Redemption? Celebrate the taste of unbridled freedom with a Pepsi, raining from the sky. Pepsi, the official sponsor of the NFL, reminds you to always be celebrating. All right, DK. Middle range sweet spot. Goldilocks. Mm-hmm. Who, who's your Goldilocks? I'm going with Deontay Johnson of the Steelers going up against Baltimore. And again, it comes back to what we were talking about earlier. Baltimore is probably going to be sitting a bunch of their starters. We've already heard that Earl Thomas and Brandon Williams are going to sit. And then I would not be surprised at all if they ended up you know, playing some of their star secondary guys and then sitting those guys in the second half or whatever. So we could get into a lot of uh, Steelers players against backups going forward. Um, Obviously, you know, it's not ideal with Duck Hodges starting there, but he seems to have pretty good chemistry with uh, Johnson so far. Johnson is quietly third among rookie receivers in total catches this season with 55. Um, He's had nine, seven, and eight targets in the last three games combined, two touchdowns in that stretch. He's also adds a little bit of upside as a punt return. If you can grab a punt return touchdown, it'd be dope. Um, but yeah, he's he's just showing out right now. He's he's he seems to be really kind of just feeling like he seems to be really hitting his groove late in the season, which is kind of the opposite of what happens with a lot of rookie players. Um, so, anyways, it's good to see, and I'm just riding that that hope that the Baltimore Ravens end up benching a lot of their starters in the second half, and it'll be going up against some backup guy. Deontay Johnson's fantastic. Also fantastic, Dallas Goddard. Philadelphia Eagles, Zach Ertz might be out for this game. If Zach Ertz is out, Dallas Goddard is an excellent play. And even if he's not, Dallas Goddard had like the best game of his career last week against the Cowboys. So he's good. That's it. Zach Ertz has a broken rib, fractured rib. How is he going to play? <laughs> I, I mean, he might. He might, but. There you go. That's 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 really simple. He's, he would get a lot of catches with Zach Ertz missing the game. Is my yep. expert analysis. Craig, who's <laughs> Are all these really going to be Bucks and Falcons? <laughs> yeah, they will be. So uh, my mid-range sweet spot's going to be Matt Ryan. Sometimes it's simple. You know, the Bucks suck. He's the 10th most expensive quarterback, 7,800 bucks. So you're not playing Jameis. Fourth, fourth most passing yards. 
Uh, I'm just offering Matt Ryan. My lineup is Jameis. I mean, I only have two quarterbacks to choose <laughs> yeah, no, no, from, and Jameis is. Oh, well, Jameis is two a, quarterbacks. He's much more pimping the one. He's much more expensive. He's not mid range sweet spot. I cannot. So you're not even playing Matt Ryan in your own Bucks Falcons lineup, but you're you're hawking. No, him I could show up. I, well, I would have made Jameis my go big if we didn't have the McCaffrey conversation. So you can only go big on Jameis. Mid range sweet spot is Matt Ryan. I don't know how I feel about this. Bargain bin play of the week. We're just sticking with this game. Craig, who is your bargain bin from Bucks Falcons? I feel like the whole thing's bargain bin. It's Ronald Jones. Ronald Jones is averaging 15 touches over his last three games. He had 100 yards and a touchdown last week. Peyton Barber gave up a costly fumble. He was benched for two quarters by Bruce Arians. Playing the Falcons, he's 6,200 bucks. I think Ronald Jones is really talented, and uh, hopefully he can move on to the offseason with uh, with a great final game here. I trust him. I like Ray Jones. <laughs> I We're in half of him. Ronald Jones's yards on like one play. That 49-yard run, also a great run, though. Craig, <laughs> Craig. I don't know people, people, I hate when people do that in fantasy. It's like, well, half his points did come on a 50-yard catch. It's like, yeah, he made a, isn't that the point of football? <laughs> to catch long passes? He did what he's supposed to do. As Matthew Berry pointed out in that same column, Ronald Jones's other 13 carries, he had at 28 yards and did not gain one yard after contact. <laughs> well, the thing is, is like Leonard Fournette would do that like from weeks four to eight. He'd have like 10 carries for 11 yards and then his, 11th carry would be for 70, and then his line would look good. But you know what matters in fantasy? Your line at the end of the day. You literally just said, I trust him. I can't wait to I can't wait to see how this pans out. I, I'm really excited for this, too. I can't wait till my lineup beats our damn team. <laughs> that will be I'm good. Really, I, you, should really, you should really dump that in here. All right, DK, who's your, who's your uh, bargain bit of the week? Uh, I'm going with Golden Tate of the Giants. Going up against the Eagles, 5,900. The Eagles' defense is banged up. Especially the cornerback spot, they've not been good all year. And Danny Dimes kind of like caught fire last week, t- five touchdowns, and their offense actually moved the football. So Golden Tate's coming off of an 11 target game in that win over the Redskins last week. The Eagles again ranked 29th versus opposing uh, running back or receivers, I should say, this season. It just all adds up to a lot of targets for Golden Tate this week, and I like that. He's only 5,900 bucks, so that's that's really cheap. Yeah, I, I'm also going with the receiver. I, I just love Muhammad Sanu. He used to be on the Falcons. Is he still eligible for the Falcons Bucks as part of the Atlanta <laughs> diaspora, Craig, or no? No, once you go to the Patriots, you can never go back. Yeah, that's that's very true. I think the Pats going to score a lot of points in this game. I could also see putting Brady in DFS lines this week. Really simple. The Pats looked really good. Brady looked the best he's looked in like two months last week against the Bills. Bills, top-notch defense. Now they're playing the Dolphins. Dolphins, bottom-notch defense. Uh, really bad, and they're not going to get a pass rush. And I really think that for all the talk about the Pats receiving core, one of their main issues has been their blocking, and they were really letting Brady get pressured. The Dolphins not going to pressure Tom Brady, like, at all. And once he has time, I think he's going to hit his receiving targets. Mohamed Sanu is $5,300. He's, like, outside the top 25, maybe 30 receivers this week on FanDuel. He had 70 snaps last week. He only had three catches on five targets for like 24 yards or so, but I think he has a big week against Miami. I think the Pats offense does a lot this week, and I just can't really explain how many holes in this Miami defense Bill Belichick will exploit <laughs> because, again, set the NFL record for players used in a season entering week 16. Miami has no continuity. I think they're going to shred them. I think that this is the game where, ironically, they come full circle and they get back on track with Miami. I think Sanu is... is kind of their best receiver after Edelman, and he's priced in a way that makes it really, really easy. Hi, Fitz. Do you think that Sanu is one of the best bets for like a sleeper play for daily fantasy in the playoffs? When we get to the playoffs, Sanu is going to be in my lineup every week. I think that Sanu yeah. 
is everyone's going to remember that he's actually a really good number two receiver for that team. And that will immediately be a factor in the divisional round, assuming they get the bye this week, which they will. Uh, mm-hmm. He does so much of what they need to do. I think that he's, I'll be like, oh, the key to unlock their offense. But he's a great blocker. He's a good route runner. And he's just been hobbled with an ankle injury. And I think that, you know, two weeks from now when they're playing again, he's going to be fully healthy. and It'll be great. Fandle lineup of the week. Is it time? Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. Well, I wanted Robert Griffin III, and I was overruled because ooh, DK's like, we should use a starting quarterback who won't get benched for Maples, Marbles, McSorley, or whatever. So, you know what? Why don't you read the lineup this week since we couldn't do Robert Griffin, DK? How about that? I've never, I've literally never seen you more sad than when I said I don't want to start we, RG3. It's week 17. Who gives a shit? I want to play, I want to root for Robert Griffin III. Let's do three lineups. We'll do one with Robert Griffin III. We'll do the one that you sent, and then. That'll make you happy. And then we'll actually make money with this one. Um, <laughs> but that's fine. And so anyways, we're going to do, this is the official Danasy pod one. Um, but Danny, you can read your lineup after this. How about that? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we're going with Carson Wentz going up against the Giants. And Danny, what do you think about that Giants defense? <sighs> it's not good. <laughs> <laughs> You're so sad. Okay, Carson Wentz. 7,700, going up against the 30th-ranked Giants defense, going up with Aaron Jones, as we mentioned earlier. Um, You know, just tons and tons of touchdown upside, really, really good runner. Going up against a very bad uh, Lions rush defense, so that we like that matchup a lot. Marlon Mack going up against the Jaguars, 31st against the running backs this this year. 7,300, Jags are mailing it in at this point, so we kind of like that one. Craig mentioned like schools out energy for like the Falcons <laughs> and Bucks. There is no team in football that has more like school is out energy just surrounding them than the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah. It is just, just they are just get to the off season. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, we're going with Cortland Sutton at receiver going up against the Raiders, whose pass defense has really been struggling. And we kind of like that upside with Sutton. Obviously, um, you know, getting Drew Locke in there. Adds a little bit of excitement for that offense, but mostly we just don't love the the Raiders' defense. So that's our first receiver. Second receiver, AJ Brown. Um, clearly, last week, uh, I think he was he was shadowed by Marshawn Lattimore, so that definitely hurt his upside in terms of the passing game. He still managed to get loose for a big jailbreak touchdown. Just a beast going up against Houston, whose pass defense has been really suspect, and so we like that one a lot. And then Deontay Johnson, who we talked about earlier on, 6,000, going against the Ravens, who are likely to rest a lot of their starters in the second half, so we kind of like that that matchup too. All right, and then to finish out the lineup, at tight end, we got Tyler Higby. Again, he's just been awesome, and he's going up against the Arizona Cardinals tight end defense, which has been really, really atrocious all season. At running back, we got, or sorry, at flex, we got running back Gus Edwards. Again, with Mark Ingram sitting in this game, Edwards is, he figures to get a lot of volume. Uh, we like that one. And then at defense, we got the Jets going up against the Bills, who could sit their starters later in the, in the game. So we're kind of just banking on the Jets playing sort of like the JV Bills lineup this week. So that's our lineup. Craig, I want to hear this Bucks Falcons lineup. We, I have to I have to hear this. <laughs> Quarterback, Jameis Winston. Running back, Devontae Freeman and Ronald Jones. Wide receivers, Julio Jones, Justin Watson, and Russell Gage. Tight end, my nemesis, Austin Hooper. Flex, <laughs> Brashad Perriman. Defense, Atlanta Falcons. I kind of love it. That leaves you with 900 bucks, so it's pretty close. <laughs> wow, I kind of love it. All right, Danny, are you going to read yours? Are you going to read your RG3 line? No, no, it's what? fine. RG3 is just going to be great, and then I'm just going to be really petty about it. <laughs> 
Check. Actually, no, I don't like that. That sounds about right. Wow. No, no. Fine. I just <laughs> I wanted Robert Griffin and I wanted to use the seven hundred dollars that we saved for on other on other things. You know? I wanted to, this is why we can't have nice things. That's, I was on a all. plane when you guys built this lineup and I I can't believe that none of you have anyone playing for Jameis Winston. It is insane. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. This is his last game of a historic season. Are you kidding me? I mean, yes, you, you are. You're actually very right. So I appreciate that. <laughs> I, you know what? I, I side with. Craig. I'm rolling with Craig's lineup this week. That's where I'm throwing my way. <laughs> I'm on Craig's Bucks Falcons stack. You're so so sad right uh, now. That's all we got for the reg. That's the regular season right there. Wow. So long regular season. Next time we'll be coming at you. We're f- next Friday. We'll be doing a DFS lineup for the wild card weekend, and we'll be going through the playoffs. Exciting. Good season. Hey, good season, guys. Nice season. Good work. Season. Good work. Congrats to everyone. If you won your fantasy football championship, if you did not, we're sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's all we are. We're sorry. That's it. We're sorry. <laughs> but if you did win, you will celebrate because Pepsi takes all NFL celebrations to the next level. Whether it's a Hail Mary touchdown, a defensive stop on the goal line, or a Super Bowl win, when it is time to celebrate, it's time to crack open a Pepsi. If you won your fantasy football championship, you crack a Pepsi. Even if you got second, you could still crack a Pepsi. You're rooting for Jameis Winston to get a 30 for 30 with 30 touchdowns, 30 picks. He pulls it off on Sunday, you crack a Pepsi. You can even your team makes it to wild card weekend. Crack a Pepsi. Pepsi, the official sponsor of the NFL, reminds you to always be celebrating. Thank you, everyone. We will see you guys next week. Peace.